This video is for people who are inside the World Mission Society Church of God and their loved ones. The goal of this video is to help you and to give you understanding and comprehension of what really is going on right now. The truth is that the World Mission Society Church of God has lied to you about On Song Hong and who he really is, but I'm going to give you the truth today. I think you'll find the truth about him to be really interesting and also very helpful because it turns out that the Church of God's been lying about him, about him being Christ, and also hiding the fact that he actually taught against God the Mother. I'm Mike Winger and welcome to my online ministry where I desire to teach and defend biblical truth with clarity. Uh, recently, I have been doing some videos on the World Mission Society Church of God who has the distinction of being the first religious group ever to file a legal complaint against me just to keep their followers from hearing what I had to say. Um, so who are they? In case you don't know, I'll catch you up real quick. They're a rising religious group based in South Korea who believes that there is a woman 74-year-old woman named Zhang Gilja, who is God the mother on earth. Now, you might want to just dismiss them offhand, but I don't recommend you do that. I recommend that you reach out to them instead. Now, they, um, they, they, have this, they have this doctrine, this belief in God the mother, which I dealt with in another video. I'll put a link in the video description to that video where I dealt in full detail with the issue of who God the mother is, what does the Bible really say about this stuff, and I exposed how badly they twist and distort the scripture to try to support their beliefs. Um, it's really uh, shocking, in all honesty. But this video is about the founder of the group. This is about the guy that started it all up. And this this guy's name, they call him Christ An Song Hong. Christ, because they think he's the Messiah, they think he's Christ. An Song Hong is, is actually just his name. Um, so first, I'm going to give you a rundown of some of the basic things that they teach about him, and then I'll deal with two major issues related to An Song Hong, which is, was he really the Christ, or how can we test the claim that he was the Christ? And then two, what did he really teach about God the Mother? Because what I found in my studies shocked me. So what do they say about Christ on Song Hong? If you, if you go to the World Mission Society Church of God, or if you even spend any time with them, you will hear them very clearly and loudly proclaim that he is, on Song Hong, is the second coming of Christ. He is the second coming, and I just as the I'll, I'll give it to you the way they say it. Just as the Bible declares, according to prophecy, he came in the land of the Far East, and Christ On Song Hong restored Passover, and Passover is required for salvation. So he restored salvation. He brought salvation back to us. What more proof do you need that he's Christ? He brought salvation, and you must be baptized in his name, in the name of Christ On Song Hong, if you are to be saved. And so um, that's kind of the short rundown. Uh, today, we're going to deal more critically with this claim, and we're going to interact with the reality of who he was and what he really taught, which is something that's hard to find because the World Mission Society Church of God deliberately hides his teachings from his followers. So who is Christ on Song Hong? Um, well, he was born in 1918 in Korea, South Korea. Um, he joined the Seventh-day Adventist Church and was baptized into the Seventh-day Adventist Church. On April 5th, 1958, he married a woman, Hwang Wan Sun, and they were married uh, up until his death. There's no record of a divorce that I could find. It appears as though they were married. They had three children. And um, this, is, this is the guy who, who later, <laughs> you'll find out, if you're part of the group, you already know this is a problem. He was married because this other woman was supposedly his wife. No, no legal marriage there, though. Um, now, he, he left the SDA church, but not willingly. He was actually kicked out. The Seventh-day Adventists kicked him out, excommunicated him in 1962 because of some weird teachings that he had. So he left with about 30 members, uh, reportedly, and then he went and started his own thing 
called the Witnesses of Jesus Church of God. And that was in 1964. This is what eventually led to the modern group that I'm dealing with here today. Um, he eventually took up a mistress. Um, he apparently left his wife, but didn't divorce her. Um, and this mistress, Zengelja, that's the modern woman who now calls herself uh, Mother God. Now, anybody who's paying attention already sees a whole bunch of red flags going off dealing with this issue here. But probably the most shocking thing that happened to the man who supposedly was Christ was when he died in 1985 and was buried in a tomb. Um, and then, or in the ground, I should say. And then he, it was, that was it. He's, he's dead. He's gone. 1985, that's over. And the church goes through some serious troubles. So the Witnesses of Jesus Church of God has a big split shortly after the death of An Sang Hong into two groups. One group, the New Covenant Passover Church of God, they claim they hold to his original teachings. Um, his wife and son reportedly are part of this group. And you can actually look up on Quang Sup online. I'll put up his name here, right here. Uh, you, could, you could go ahead and Google him and you can actually contact the guy um, if you'd like. Find out what he thought about his dad, who is supposedly was Christ. Um, then there's the other group, the World Mission Society Church of God. And that's the one we're interested in. Because after his death, this guy, Ju Chil Kim, he comes up. He starts a new thing. He kind of takes, hijacks, really, um, An Sung Hong's group, changes their teachings. He elevates An Sung Hong to being Christ all of a sudden, and then starts saying that Zeng Gil Jha, his mistress, is now Mother God. That's the group that has exploded on the scene now. That's the group that is growing. That's the group that's outreaching to colleges, very likely in your area, just like they are in my area. That's the group that has got uh, hundreds of fellowships around the world, and they're trying to, to continue to preach this Mother God stuff. But what about the claims? Let's actually deal with this founder, because here's the thought. If the, founders, if the founder of the belief is wrong, then the belief must be wrong, right? If the founder isn't who they say he is, then the belief can't be true. Then the World Mission Society Church of God couldn't possibly be the true church. And so hopefully this will help you if you're involved in this group. Um, this will help you if you have a loved one. I, I will give you some information now that I think you will find very useful. One of the claims is that he's, he's Christ returned. The An Song Hong is Jesus come back in the flesh a second time in a new body. And he was born of a man and woman because An Song Hong was literally born of a husband and wife of a man and woman came together and got, uh, got a child. And that was him. So that, which seems kind of strange that Jesus would have to come back again. The Bible seems to indicate he did it once for all. And that's it. Um, and it was in secret. Uh, they make a big deal about how Jesus's second coming through Christ on Tong Hong was in secret. And that's why you never heard of it. That's why I've lived my whole life and just found out about it last year. Um, you never heard of this because it was in secret. The second coming was a secret coming, something Jesus specifically warned against. Um, but it's worse than this because not only was it in secret against what the Bible teaches about the second coming, there's no prophetic forerunner. There's nothing in the Bible that, that gives us any reason to suspect that we would anticipate a, a second coming of Jesus in a physical body again at any location, a new physical body, let alone in, in Korea or, or Pakistan or, you know, California or something like that. I would never expect this. The Jewish expectation of the first coming of Christ was so clear that they could pinpoint the town he was to be born in, Bethlehem. Read Micah chapter 5. I mean, this is, this is so clear that they knew where he would be born, about the time he would be born, the things he would do. But with An Sung Hong, it's a total mystery. Nobody knows it when it happens. Nobody recognizes it while, while he's even alive. It's not until after his death that he starts being proclaimed as, as the Christ uh, with no biblical evidence. Now, you may wonder... 
how is it that this World Mission Society Church of God group, how do they, and I'll just, I'll just call them the Church of God to save myself the tongue twister, um, but how does the Church of God go about justifying their claim that he is this, the, the Christ of the Bible doing it, having a second coming? Well, they make a really big deal about the term the East. And what they do is they, it's, it's as though someone in, in their fellowship like did a search through the Bible on the word East and just pulled verses out that said East and said there, he's Jesus because he came in the East. So let's look at the verses they use. The first one is Matthew 24, verse 27. It says here, For as the lightning comes from the east and shines as far as the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Uh, now, what they'll do and what you've heard if you're part of this group is you've heard that the east, coming from the east and to the west, therefore, this is a prediction of the locality of Jesus' second coming. And what they're right about in Matthew 24 is that this is about Jesus' second coming. So at least here they've got this right. This is about Jesus' second coming. But it's not about where he comes. It's about what it's like when he comes. Lightning comes from the east and shines as far as the west. It's seen all over the place. You can see it from a far distance. So when Jesus comes, everyone's going to see it. That's the actual application of this verse. And the context of Matthew 24 utterly refutes the idea that An Song Hong could possibly be Christ. In Matthew 24, verse 4, it says, And Jesus answered them, See that no one leads you astray, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray. So Jesus actually warns us, watch out, there's a lot of fake Christs. In Matthew 24, 23, Jesus goes on in the same context, and he says, If anyone says to you, Look, here is the Christ, or there is, there he is, do not believe it. Jesus says your default position should be to not believe anyone claiming to be the second coming of Jesus. For false Christs and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders so, at, so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. So, or see, I have told you beforehand, so if they say to you, look, he is in the wilderness, do not go out. If they say, look, he's in the inner rooms, don't believe it. Jesus wants us to have a default position of not trusting in people who claim to be Christ, just automatically assuming they're wrong. Why? Because everyone's going to see it when he comes. There won't, you won't have to wonder, is that Jesus? In Matthew 24, 27, getting to the verse that they misuse, it says, For as the lightning comes from the east and shines as far as the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. And let's just read it now in context. Look at verse 30. Then will appear in heaven the sign of the Son of Man, where in heaven? Up above us. Then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Do you get the idea? When Jesus comes back, everyone will see it. Everyone's going to know about it. And when he comes back, judgment will fall. He's gathering his elect, gathering us together, and he's judging the world. That's what happens when Jesus comes. You won't be like, I wonder if Jesus came back in 1985. Like, it's, it's, you're not going to wonder these things because everyone will know it. There will be no doubt in anyone's mind about this. Even the unbelievers will be aware that Jesus has returned. In Revelation 7-2, there's another verse that this church uses, and, and I hope you catch what I'm trying to do here. Uh, I'm not just trying to make a video uh, mocking or ridiculing. I'm not trying to make a video where I where I, I go after someone, for the go for the throat, so to speak. I want to equip you with answers to exactly the way these guys twist the scriptures. I want to show you so that you can help people. I mean, maybe you're bilingual. You know English, you know Korean, you're in Korea, and you can take what I'm giving giving you and you can use this to reach out to this people group. Uh, maybe you're involved with some family who's stuck in this cult and you want to help them. I want to equip you with the tools because these are the reasons why they believe in On Song Hong 
Let me show you why these are bad reasons. So Revelation 7-2, the next verse that they use, it says, Then I saw another angel ascending from the rising of the sun with the seal of the living God, and he called with a loud voice to the four angels who had been given power to harm earth and sea. Now, this is a really uh, interesting verse, and the reason is because it mentions the rising of the sun, you know, and we think of the land of the rising of the sun, and you're like, that's Japan. No, no, let's ignore Japan. That doesn't count because that doesn't work for An Song Hong. Uh, we'll call it Korea. So South Korea is the rising of the sun. But this is not applicable in any way, shape, or form. Revelation 7-2 is not about Christ at all. It's an angel. It's not Jesus, okay? It's an angel. It's not the Messiah. It's not the second coming. There's lots of angels in Revelation. They come from various locations. Go back one verse in Revelation 7, and you got four angels, and one is at each corner of the earth, or north, south, east, west. They're all over the place. So, um, completely doesn't apply. This is just a hijacking of the Bible because someone Google searched and said, where in the Bible does it have the word east? Yeah, that proves Christ on Song Hong. And that's, that's not how you do Bible study, guys. That's, that's how you heap condemnation upon yourself. Um, Isaiah 46, 11, Here's the next verse that they'll use. Calling a bird of prey from the east, the man of my counsel from a far country, I've spoken and I will bring it to pass. I've purposed and I will do it. So this is a bird of prey coming from the east. Uh, in context of Isaiah, this I'm not going to do a whole study on Isaiah. This is of this is of a guy named Cyrus. Cyrus was a Persian king who came from Persia, which is east of Jerusalem. Persia, not Korea, not Japan, not anywhere else for that matter, not China. Like this is talking about Persia, and so um, Cyrus he's mentioned in Isaiah 46:11, Isaiah 44:28. Isaiah 45, 1, and he's named by name, Cyrus. That's who God's talking about here. In Isaiah 41, verse 2, it says, um, another verse that they use to promote uh, An Song Hong as Christ, who stirred up one from the east, whom victory meets at every step. He gives up nations before him so that he tramples kings underfoot. He makes them lie like dust with his sword, like driven stubble with his bow. This is... This is the logic that goes in to the way this cult group, and I absolutely will use that, that word cult. It's definitely a cult. It's a mind control cult. This group, they will just quote a verse. It has the word East in it. Then they'll just be like, see, what more proof do you need? And everyone nods. And if you don't nod, get out. Um, and then that's it. That's it. There's no Bible study. These people don't know the scriptures. They don't know what it really says. All you got to do is read the Bible. Okay, let's just pretend that this was about Messiah. It's not, it's about Cyrus again, but let's pretend that it was about Messiah, Isaiah 41 too, and that it was it was specifically about um, a Messiah coming from the East. First off, we have a Messiah in the East, that now it applies to everybody who's East of Jerusalem, right? Everybody in the world. It doesn't apply to just one guy. You can't just pick one guy and say, I'm from the East, I'm automatically Messiah. That's not how logic works, right? But it tells you what he'll do. He comes from the east and he comes toward Jerusalem and he's trampling kings underfoot. He has military victories his whole way to Jerusalem. Did An Song Hong do this? Was he a military leader that defeated multiple kings on his way in a battle heading toward Jerusalem? No, no, no. That's why nobody's ever heard of the guy except for this one particular group. Uh, the application here, read the Bible. Please, please read the text because God has protected you from error by giving you clarity in the word of God that will that will guard you. If you just say, is that true? Let me read the text and let me be like the Bereans and see, is it really true? That would be the wise thing to do. Um, speaking uh, of the Bible, what does the Bible actually say about the second coming of Christ beyond what I've already read, that everyone will see it? Well, there's an interesting tidbit in Acts 111 that's, it's not just from Googling the word East, you know, in the Bible, but rather 
It's from going to Acts 111, where there's uh, angelic messengers literally proclaiming what the second coming will be like. And it says, men of Galilee, why do you stand here looking into heaven? Let me set the, the context. So Jesus, he, he died, he rose again, he was with them for 40 days. And at that last moment before he ascended to heaven, that's what happens right before Acts 1. And then Acts 1, he ascends to heaven, they see him go up, and then these messengers appear. They say to him, uh, in uh, Acts 1.11 here, Why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus, who is taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. He's going to come down from heaven. Does, and, and am I saying here, like, heaven is a place in the clouds? No, we're talking about how his appearance, his, his coming will look to those on the earth. He will not be born, right? Poop in his diaper, be raised a human life and do all that sort of thing. Look, he humbled himself and did that already. And he died and he rose again. He's coming now to judge the earth and to change everything on the planet. He's coming from the sky, so to speak. We will see him as he comes. This is what it says in Revelation uh, chapter 1, verse 7. And it's about the second coming. It says, Behold, He's coming with the clouds and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him and all the tribes of the earth will wail on account of him. Even so, amen. Everyone will know. When Jesus returns, everyone will know it. There will be no debate. Debate is is not going to happen at the second coming of Christ. Um, Jesus also, may I say this, Jesus, when he comes again, he will not die. An Song Hong died in 1985 to the shock of his followers. They weren't expecting this to happen. And then, then the split happened and all this other stuff happened. But but Jesus will never die again, not in any body of any kind. It, Romans chapter 6, verses 9 and 10. It says, we know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. This is clearly the Bible. It's as though God knew that this false teaching would arise and went ahead and embedded in the scriptures some protections for us so that we wouldn't fall for it. But it gets worse than this because the reality is An Song Hong, he never actually claimed to be Christ. He never claimed it. This, is, this kind of blew me away as I was researching into An Song Hong and studying these things is to realize the foundational claims of this, of this world mission society, the Church of God, their foundational claims is that An Song Hong is Christ and that this woman Zengilja is Mother God. But An Song Hong didn't believe either of those things. Neither of them. In fact, you could, for proof in this, uh, I mean, he never said, I'm not the Christ to my knowledge, but he never, he never claimed to be Christ, whereas Jesus did. Um, but who did he think he was? Who did he say he was? Well, he said he was Elijah. Elijah. In fact, it's on his tombstone. If you go to the graveyard where his, where his body is still rotting, there is a stone and on it, it says the prophet Elijah on Song Hong. And um, I actually had two different sources translate this for me just to make sure that the Korean was correct. That I was getting it correctly into English, but I'll put the picture up on screen and you're welcome to check it out on your own. He thought he was Elijah. This is why the church split after he died. So the teaching about him being Christ and about Mother God, this stuff really came later on. And it's really the source of this is a guy named Ji Chiol Kim. And I'm going to do another video on him. My last video on this movement will be a video on him, the real founder of the movement and, and who's still alive today preaching this stuff. 
So one of the claims that we're going to get from this uh, Church of God group and from Ji Chiu Kim, and actually this does go back all the way to Ansong Hong, he said that he restored the gospel. He, he restored the gospel. And, and what do you mean restored the gospel? This comes as a shock to most Christians who say, you know, um, well, we thought, you know, Satan wouldn't prevail against the church. I thought that you know, the gospel would, would, would never just die and be gone. But for, to them, for hundreds and hundreds of years, there was no gospel, there was no salvation on earth. And then An Song Hong shows up and he restores it. And what do they mean by this? They mean that he restores some weird, peculiar view of Passover and of the ritual of Passover. But here's the verse they quote to support this. It's Hebrews 9 verses 27 and 28. They say that An Song Hong brought salvation when he restored the gospel. And here's the proof. Are you ready to hear it? This is how all their proof works. It's just quote any verse you want and then say you're right. Um, and just as it appointed is it, it is appointed for man to die once and after that comes judgment. So Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. Well, An Song Hong came and he brought salvation. He brought the Passover and, and restored the Passover. And that means that we have salvation now. So they like to say things like, what more proof do you need that he is God? He brought salvation. They believe he's God. They believe he's the Father, the Spirit, and the Son. All That doesn't make sense, but they believe all that wrapped up into one. Um, and when you ask for more details, if you go you know, online, Google online, go to the websites. There's like 50 websites promoting An Song Hong. It's like everybody in the church starts a website to promote this guy. And... Um, and they'll, they'll tell you this verse and they go, there's lots of proof for An Song Hong that he is the Christ. But when you try to get more evidence or more proof other than this out of context verse, they say, come to a local church of God and you'll find out. Um, when you go to the local church of God and you ask for questions, you ask questions and try to get answers, what seems to happen to people or so I've heard from a former member, they say, all will be revealed, brother. Like one day we're going to tell you about this stuff. One day you're going to find out somehow. So they just keep putting the bait out further and further so you can never really get to it. The, the truth is there's nothing there. There's, there's, no, there's nothing behind the curtain, you know. The emperor has no clothes. Let's actually look at Hebrews 9 with a little bit more context just to see that in all reality, it doesn't teach that there's a second coming where Passover gets restored. No, no. It, it teaches something more important about Jesus than that. And the thing it teaches is is actually refutation of An Song Hong. And here we read at the end of verse 26, but as it is, he has appeared once for all at the end of the ages to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And just as it is appointed for men to die once, and after that comes judgment, so Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. So the context of Hebrews is actually teaching us that Jesus dies one time, he will not die again. In fact, it uses the word Christ. So you can't, what they'll like to say is, well, Jesus, he only died once. But when Christ came in a new body, he could die again because that's not Jesus. It's Christ. Never mind that you can't split the personhood of Jesus and Christ. Um, but specifically, this passage says it's Christ who will not die again. It is Christ who was offered once. And when he comes back, he'll, he'll bring salvation. What does this mean? It means he's going to bring his kingdom to this earth to bring us into the glory that he has promised us. Salvation has a lot of different uses in the Bible. It doesn't, it doesn't mean, uh, however, restore Passover. Um, and what, do, what is the whole thing about Passover that they do? Well, I'm, I'll get into this in my, my final video I'll do on them, which will be the next time I produce a video on, on this group. Um, but basically, they come up with some trivial 
issue on Passover where they say that everyone's doing Passover wrong or communion wrong because they call it communion instead of Passover because God only really cares about the name you use for things, uh, not. But they they make these trivial differences between uh, them and, and, and the Christian world. And they say things like, well, we have to celebrate Passover on the right day. It's, it can only be celebrated on the perfect day. And if you celebrate it on a different day, it doesn't count. Of course, the Bible refutes refutes this. Um, but this is what normally, learn something from this, guys. This is what groups do all the time. They take, like, obscure ideas and they and they jump on them and they make a weird teaching where they really make a big deal about something that's honestly not a big deal. And then they use that as the method of telling you, see, we have this right, so we're the only church that's right out there. We're the only ones doing it right. Uh, I've seen this over and over again and they're just reproducing the same the same old content. But when it comes to the issue of Passover, Ansong Hong actually had a really serious error in his teaching. He says in the book, The Mystery of God and the Spring of the Water of Life, I quote, Although the people of Judah seemed like they were observing God's laws, they neither realized the Passover, the greatest commandment in the law, nor kept it. He calls the Passover the greatest commandment in the law. But Jesus said the greatest commandment, you know this, was to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. He said this was the first and greatest commandment, not the Passover. So what they've done, like I said, is they take the idea of Passover, they twist the idea of Passover so they can make it look like they're the only ones doing it, and then they hold it up as though it's the greatest idea out there, and then try to use that to beat everyone over the head with. Um, but actually, Han Tong Hong's teaching on Passover reveals that he couldn't have been Christ because he was wrong about the Bible. But there's another issue with his teaching that I think is a bigger deal. Um, there was a bit of a scandal that happened when uh, An Song Hong was still alive, uh, right around 1980, 1970s. This scandal happened where a woman who was in part of his group, she went around and taught that she was Mother God. I don't know if you knew about this. And her name was Um Suin, and I'll put her name up here, right here for you. Her name was Um Suin, and here's how the story goes. According to a Church of God source, uh, truewmscog.com, they even admit to this. They say that Um Suin was looking through um, his his bag, uh, An Song Hong's bag, and she found some papers. And in the papers, there were notes of his talking about this Mother God person. And so she got the idea, Mother God. So she went around telling people she was Mother God. And what ended up happening was there was quite a controversy. And to fix the issue, An Song Hong write, wrote a book in 1980 refuting the idea of Mother God. Why is this so interesting? Because the Church of God's movement is based on the idea of Mother God, but An Song Hong literally wrote a book against the idea itself. Let's talk about that for a minute. So in 1980, he publishes this book, and the English interpretation of it is available online. I'll actually put a link in the description where you can read it for yourself. The preface of the book said, this booklet was published to prevent troublemakers who misinterpret and behave fanatically, explain the errors in the books that Um Suin published, and testify, and catch this, testify of the unchanging truth of the Church of Our God. So, that's important because I, I got to make a point real quick. The Church of God people will say, that book doesn't count. That book doesn't matter. What, what Wan Song Hong wrote in that book was temporary. But he says in the preface that this is to testify of the unchanging truth of the Church of Our God, which means that pulling the book later or, or denying it later doesn't work because your supposed Christ said this will not change. Well, in chapter 7, we find that On Song Hong, 
he actually had some of the same complaints about the whole God the Mother idea that I had in my last video that I already shared with you guys. In Galatians 4.24, it's one of the verses that they quote saying that Jerusalem above is our mother. Well, this is a verse that Um Su Win was quoting. So just like they quote it now for Zeng Gilja, they were quoting it back then for Um Su Win. And this is what he says about it. He complains that Umsuin should not be making these statements, and specifically in the Galatians 4 passage, he says um, in chapter 7 of his book, However, if the new Jerusalem is Umsuin, she has then married her son. The reason for this is that Isaac is the son of Sarah, and it is said that Isaac is also Christ. Umsuin has then become the mother of Christ, as well as the bride, the wife of Christ. How extremely scandalous is this? With this type of misguided delusion, she's become a false prophet and has attempted to gain power. Please think of what will become of her, of her sin and the sin of those who follow after her. That's right. He bold-faced refuted and condemned the teaching, not just that Um Suin was mother God, but the idea that, that, that new, the new Jerusalem was mother, mother and that she was somehow married to her son. These are the same complaints I had actually in my last video, ironically enough. Um, in chapter eight of this same book, which, which by the way, I have to, I sh I'll just share this real quick. I'm quoting this book under fair use laws. And so this means that I am sharing content, a small, tiny bit of content from a work in order to critique and analyze that work. So in chapter eight of his book, um, the chapter called The New Jerusalem is Real and Material, he refutes, literally refutes the idea that the New Jerusalem is a person at all. And I quote, the New Jerusalem, which is written of in Revelation 21, verses 1 through 4, the tabernacle of God abides with human beings. However, this tabernacle is a spiritual building, not a person. It's a building, not a person. Now, the World Mission Society Church of God are well aware of this book, obviously, right? What do they say about this? They say, oh yes, An Song Hong was right. It's a building, but it's also a person. Ah, but you're misquoting your founder. He said it's a building, not a person. It's not one of the it's it's not both, it's one or the other. And he says, not a person. So if you're gonna believe him, you can't believe her. And this whole religious group just falls apart upon reflecting on their founder's teachings. In chapter eleven, uh, the title of this chapter is Regarding Entering the Eternal Heaven. He rebukes again Um Suin, and I'd say this rebuke can be echoed to Zeng Gilja. However, Um Suin is stating that the new, the new heaven and the new earth is here now, and the new Jerusalem is living now on this earth. Nobody except someone who is not in their right state of mind can believe and follow after this. Please think of this carefully. Think about this, guys. How can you possibly be true? You, when you have the founder of the religion teaching and preaching against the religion, it's it's, it self-destructs quite legitimately. In chapter 16, it says, and I quote from An Sang Hong, supposedly Christ, he says, next, let's examine the biblical passages on the issue of the bride. It is written that the spirit and the bride say come, Revelation 22, 17. It is true that the bride here is the same bride found in Revelation 21, 9 through 10. Since it is written, come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the lamb. And then he interprets this. He says, and I quote, the wife of the lamb is the saints. The wife of the lamb is the saints. The church is the bride of Christ. And on this point, on Song 
uh, Hong was right. In chapter 17, the final thing I'll quote to you is something I shared in my last video in Jeremiah 7:18. He quotes Jeremiah 7:18, which says, uh, the children gather wood, the fathers kindle fire, and the women knead dough and make cakes for the queen of heaven, and they pour out drink offerings to other gods that they may provoke me to anger. So he quotes the queen of heaven verse that rebukes the idea of God the mother, and here's what he says about it. Um Suin claims that she is the only bride, the new heavens and the new Jerusalem. Through this, she becomes a queen and she receives tithes that should be given to Melchizedek. She raises herself up as if she's greater than God. How arrogant and insolent an act is this? How long will God be patient with her? Now you've got to be like, Mike, this is a smoking gun. How could anybody fall for this stuff when his writings are out there saying these things? Well, that's just it. His writings aren't out there anymore. He wrote this in 1980. A few years later, I'm not sure if it was after his death or right before his death, they gathered these books and collected them and took them out of the hands of their followers. It's incredibly hard to find a copy. It was hard enough just to find a translation of it online. This group does this all the time. The Church of God is incredibly concerned with controlling information, which is why they, they got my first video removed off of the internet, which I had to remake differently. They're very concerned with controlling information. They don't want anyone to be able to think outside their box. They're so concerned that they'll literally pull out their own content, change it, and then represent it to the people differently. Which I have a, actually a very uh, interesting announcement to make about that. Um, there is a book that I just recently came into contact with, and it is My Sheep Listen to My Voice. Now, this is actually written by the real founder of the, of the Church of God, which is Ji Chiu Kim, and I'm going to be doing a video on his content. Now, many of the Church of God people, they'll be seeing this going, Mike, you're going to get judged just for holding that book because they're taught that no one outside their group can have these books. I had to pay 65 bucks and get this thing shipped from overseas just to get a hold of it. Um, but I'm going to show you the errors that are in this man's teachings. That'll be in a few future video. But imagine this. I mean, imagine if Jesus himself had written a book and he gave it out to the disciples. And years later, some, some disciples come and they, they grab, the, grab the book and they pull it in and they go, you can't read it anymore. It's, it's bad now. No good for you. Like, would anybody fall for this? Jesus said, my words will never pass away. But An Song Hong's words are being forced to pass away. This is very strong evidence against this group. Um, they're also taught, uh, to move on to another topic, they're taught that they have to baptize in the name of Christ An Sung Hong. This is actually a hateful twisting of Christian truth. In Matthew 28, 19, Jesus said how we were to be baptized. It says, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. They don't do this. They baptize in the name of Christ An Sung Hong, which is uh, just a hateful and deceitful thing to do. The World Mission Society Church of God has a lot of propaganda on him. And um, they don't obviously have actual evidence. They don't have any scripture they can really quote to support. And so what they tend to do is they tend to try to have a lot of uh, music in their videos and a lot of visuals. And they'll show clips from Christian movies about Jesus and then act like that somehow means something about An Sang Hong. Um, what they like to say is things like this, and I quote from one of their films. Let's keep in mind, the Bible does say that Christ is a mystery, not easy to understand. Uh, and no, the Bible doesn't say that. Um, that's a twisting of the scripture as well. Um, they do this. this the propaganda is out there. So getting a teaching like this into people's hands where, um, and may, for some of you, if, well, I'll put it this way. If you've stuck around this long in the video, it's because this video means something to you. Getting a teaching like this into people's hands where we can actually look at the verses themselves, show you the teachings, show you the quotes, 
This is something that never happens to a Church of God member. It's all brainwashing. It's all like, oh, all will be revealed, brother. One day we'll understand. But they never explain and they never really answer the questions. So in conclusion, what can we say about On Song Hong? Well, I'll give you seven conclusions that I've drawn from my studies into this character. Uh, one, he didn't claim to be Christ. Two, he wasn't Christ. Three, the Bible rules out any possibility that he's Christ because he came the wrong way. Nobody noticed. He didn't do the stuff that Jesus is supposed to do when he comes. And he happened to have died afterwards. He also had physical parents, had kids, got married, got divorced, cheated on his wife. Okay, let's, like, we could go on. Four, he was wrong about Passover, which is a core teaching in their church. Uh, five, he didn't restore anything. He distorted it. All he did was distort Passover. He didn't restore it. The World Mission Society Church of God cult stands as a testimony to what his sort of twisted teaching leads to. Um, they got out of control. They're, they're way beyond his false teaching into a whole new level of false teaching at this point. Number six, he actually taught against God the Mother, a fact that the leaders of the Church of God group are de deliberately deceiving people about, lying and deceit and, and burning books and all that kind of stuff. And finally, uh, number seven, here's one of the most important things you can learn. The World Mission Society Church of God is not the child of An Sang Hong. It may be his grandchild in some sense, but it is really the baby of Ju Chiol Kim. That would be the current pastor who's written this kind of stuff, and that's why I want to really deal with his content online. This guy hijacked the religion, made up some new stuff, and now um, I can't imagine how deceived he must be or what must really be going on in his mind or heart for him to be able to do this sort of just terrible, terrible stuff. If you found this video to be helpful to you, I encourage you, please share it. Please click like, do you know, comment on it in ways that might help promote this content because there's tons of stuff out there online, but there's very little actually doing what I'm trying to do, which is create a resource that'll be useful for reaching people in the group. And that's what we want to do. We're not here to bash. We're here to help. We're here to see them come to the true Christ who in every possible way is different than An Sang Hong to the true God, who in every possible way is different than Zangil Jah. So I, uh, in closing, I'll say this. If nothing else, if you do nothing else in response to this video, will you stop and at least pray for Korea? Korea has a large number of false religious groups rising up all the time. They really need pastors who will rise up and give real solid Bible teaching to the people. And that teaching will protect them from this sort of error. So please, in fact, as we close, I'll just, if I can, lead us in prayer for Korea. Um, Father God, we lift up this, this location. We lift up South Korea and we pray that you'd raise up godly men, godly people, women even who would just understand the word of God truly and carefully and be able to share it with their neighbors and their friends and pastors who can minister it to their flock. Lord God, that you would raise up biblical churches in this place. They're obviously hungry for spirituality, but they seem to be victims of lies. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.